So, Sarah, I was a little nervous I was going to be late for this podcast. I had a bit of a drama a couple hours ago. I was out riding my bike. Yeah? Uh Uh-huh. Well, actually, I was just going to say, like, I I did because you know what? You are so timely. Right. And if you like if you if you're not here, like when I open up Zoom at 5 p.m. or whatever time and you're not there, I'm like, uh oh. Right. And so 502. So just that was like, a yeah. Anyway, take that as a compliment. I w- because I was two minutes late. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a close one. Uh, yeah. So I was out riding my bike and I was on this dirt road getting a little freaked out by this pickup truck that was behind me for probably uh, two miles, just driving really slowly. I went to the side of the road. I'm like, pass, pass, pass. It made me feel very uncomfortable. And I was distracted enough that I rode my bike over a twig, which normally, no big deal. It It gets caught up in my derailleur and rips my derailleur hanger off. No I mean, way. totally bizarre thing that I have never had happen in my entire career. And clearly, like, okay, I was putting out, I don't know, like 260 watts at the time, which is not Whoa. crazy massive watts. It's not like I was... That's crazy to me, but well, carry on. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of like some big gear, whatever. I was in the okay. middle of an interval. That's the important part of the story. Okay. And, and it ruins my workout because my derailleur rips off. And then this guy in the pickup truck, he's signaling for me to get in the back, but doesn't put the window down. I'm like, hell no, am I getting the back of your pickup the, truck? The same, like, guy who's been, like, creepily, yeah, to- like, totally. following you down the road. You're like, yeah, now I want to get in your pickup no, truck. No, no right. way. And <laughs> I'm sure he actually was a lovely gentleman, and I just was feeling uncomfortable for whatever reason. I don't know. It was, it was weird. It was weird. You don't just follow somebody for that long. Um, but of course, no cell signal. Uh, I managed to make my way, because I can coast. I'm on a hill. I can coast down the hill and just hope that my derailleur doesn't swing into uh, my wheel and, you know, crash, have me crash. Get to the bottom of the hill. I'm texting Ben, please pick me up. Here's where I am, because I finally get cell service. He's in the middle of, of a workout and had just finished up his warm-up. He never checks his phone, just happened to check his phone. He's like, well, I guess I have I can't do my workout now. Comes to rescue me. But I, I hit, the whole thing makes it made me realize how vulnerable we can be. And yeah. I, I just don't even think about it. In so many ways, I take for granted that I am safe and everything will be okay. And if... You know, something routine happens, like I get a flat, I can handle that. But I don't think about these weird things and what, how I can manage it. And just, I've been very out of sorts since. Yeah. 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 Understandably. Yeah, I do. Oh, I don't like to think about it, but it is true, like at any moment, how that we are vulnerable and things can change in a second, right? Like for better or for worse. I know. And I don't know what well, the moral of that yeah. story is other than, you know, try not to let creepy dudes follow you in their pickup and still see sticks. But still, I, like, weird I, I stuff still, happens. I, like, I, yeah. I still want answers on that. Mm-hmm. Like, on why he was tailing you like that. Like, that is weird. 
Um, Thank you for not getting in the pickup truck. No, no, I didn't. No, maybe, maybe it would have been fine. I was perfectly happy waiting, you know, 45 minutes for Ben to pick me up. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Wow. I don't know. That's like deep thoughts to start the episode. Yeah. I don't know if that's deep thoughts, but I just wanted to share that story why I was two minutes late today. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're off the hook. (laughs) normally to be fair like so our audience knows i'm normally two minutes late (laughs) so that's just my that's just par for the course for me no um well coming up on the show we do have some we do have some fun things and some serious things um i'm going to give everyone a raccoon update um we're going to talk about doing things that are outside our comfort zone my tiktok troll from this week uh trash talk in triathlon and of course, a little eye rock because. And our regular listeners will know that if we were riding and all things feisty is proudly partnered with Orca Sportswear. For 15% off all items on orca.com, please use the code livefeisty15. And that includes the wetsuits. So good deals all around. I'm Sarah Gross. And I'm Sarah True, and you're listening to If We Were Riding. My time, my time. None of you people can tell me to stop this time, like the last time. You better get ready to race in the top. I'm ready to do this, show you what the truth is. I step on the field, it's time to get real, and I'm feeling so ruthless. So Sarah, my my raccoon update um, hasn't isn't really actually a raccoon update. <laughs> just in case, just, I did a teaser and then it's like I hope this isn't a letdown for everyone, but it sort of is because um, for anyone who's a new listener, I have a raccoon that walks past my place every day around five p.m. Um, we think feeding her child or her whatever. What's a baby raccoon? A kit. Her kit. A kit. Okay. I think it's a raccoon okay. kit. A cat, a kit. <laughs> what you I, said? I might be wrong. We'll Google it afterwards. But it sounded right, like yeah. when you said it, it like landed in a place that I was like, I think that's accurate, um, but I'm not totally sure. Obviously, um, so I realized. Okay, so I realized the other day that I haven't seen her for a while, right? Mm. And I'm gonna assume that's because maybe, like, maybe her kit is now a teenager and has left. <laughs> has left and she's gone on to live somewhere else or I'm not sure what but what made me think about this was that yesterday I was sitting outside working and I'm not really a superstitious person are you superstitious no no and I wouldn't I wouldn't call myself this either but I was sitting there working and just along the wall I saw an animal walking by where my raccoon friend usually goes and I looked up expecting to see her and what did I call her Betty Oh, I don't Betsy? remember. <laughs> Something like that. Anyway, obviously she was a close friend. <laughs> and, and then she was this. And then I looked up and it was a black, pure black cat with a dead mouse in its teeth walking along the wall. And I was like, there's just something a little creepy about that. Like, I, I'm not superstitious. I don't think it's a bad omen or anything. But like, there's something about, first of all, dead things. And then secondly, 
a black cat with dead things i don't know at my wedding a cat killed a bird like Ooh. during the wedding Ooh. and i'm now i'm now <laughs> filing for divorce like this year so i don't know <laughs> or just cats are a little evil like, no it's true it's no. true they yeah they're a little evil they're cute mm-hmm. there's that fact but too. they just mm-hmm. like to kill for fun mm-hmm. some are more evil than others yes yeah yeah so there you go there's our um animal update for the week i i would like to point out and some of the listeners may have picked up on this we had an animal free break you know we had a couple weeks where we didn't talk about animals at all and you just broke our streak because we we oh. felt like it was getting to be a little too centric you know, a little too animal centric for a pseudo triathlon podcast. Um, <laughs> good job, Sarah. I couldn't help myself. Yeah. Although I am proud of us for having at least one or two weeks without animals, but we're back to like donkeys, raccoons, whales, all the things. Who knows? We keep you guessing. Mm-hmm. Um, I also um signed up i decided that i'm signing up for hip-hop again this fall that's so awesome. that's that's my big news of of the <laughs> of the day um but the, the funny thing about hip-hop and i want to ask you if you have anything in your life similar to this but like i'm actually like i'm really new at it if this is this will be my third year doing it although i usually do it for part of the year like january to june or something like that but um and i'm just not good at it well I'm not good at it and I'm also I also find it really hard to learn because I find it hard to remember like as a 44 year old remember like the choreography so like the 20 somethings in the class like pick up things a lot more quickly mm. um and it's like but I but it's really really fun and I love it so it's just been an interesting process and it's made me um think about some of the older beginners in our sport um and the folks that like love our sport but end up like having a lifetime at the back of the pack and doing it because they love it and I really um feel for them through my and and being outside your comfort zone is definitely a an experience worth um worth doing I think so are there things in your life like how do you push yourself outside your comfort zone wait so are you are you saying that you're not super awesome after all of your tiktok practice (laughs) I might be saying you do bust moves on there I, I I do try but like the by comparison, you know, like I show up in this hip hop class and invariably it's like full of 20 somethings that have some dance training as kids. Oh, yeah. Right? Like it's not full of 44 year olds who who have never. I mean, I think maybe I took dance for like one year when I was younger, like but not who'd have no dance training, basically. Like I'm out of my element for sure. Yeah. Well, I give you credit and I'm going to be going beyond my comfort zone as well coming up uh i was on a wait list for a course through the uh harvard extension school and i just got the wait list and this is part of a prerequisite for a graduate program graduate (gasps) school i know i'm so nervous it's it's so what's happening right now i know wow i over the next couple of years i'm gonna chip away at um some prereqs for um hopefully to get into uh school for my master's degree so i know wow it starts okay. and it starts next month and a master's degree in what psychology oh wow yeah. 
Oh, that's so that suits you so much. We'll find out. I mean, you're going to be amazing at this. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I haven't. I don't even want this to go out in case, you know, that fear of failure. Um, if I put it out into yeah. the universe, somebody might hear this and hold me accountable, uh, which I guess is not a bad thing. But yeah, I, I realized that this is something that I want to do in the future. And uh, I'm able to do some courses remotely over the next few years. I have to take things that are really outside my comfort zone, like statistics. Mm-hmm. Uh, not looking forward to that, but... Um, yeah, wish me luck. I'll keep you updated. Wow. So you need to update your undergrad in order to get into the program? Is that? Yeah, what's So this program, um, basically, if you take four courses and you maintain a B GPA, um, then you can apply for the graduate program. Um, ah, okay. Yeah, so it's... But I have I have no stats background. Like I took one one semester of you know calculus in college, and that was it for me for math. So that's that's the part that makes me nervous um, because it's been a while. It's been a while. So I'm, I actually yeah. might do a little refresher course before I plunge into the full on stats course. Yeah, I can appreciate that. I can appreciate this in particular. What was your? I, sh- I feel like I should know this, but I'm sorry, no, I don't. What totally was your fine. previous degree in? Uh, environmental science. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, know. and right. and I ended up also with a a, a another major in um, studio art, which just by yeah. virtue of taking a lot of art classes. <laughs> right, I love it. Yeah, um, yeah, I can appreciate. So I was um what I broke my foot one year like near the end of my career and I decided I was going to go audit like a couple classes at the university and actually I was surprised how it took a little while to open the path the learning pathways again like I thought I was going to be I thought I was going to be fine because I had come from academia right and it just was a little bit um it was a little bit of a like wake up call or a learning process on like the synapses in my brain reconnecting on how to learn. Um, so yeah, I can see how um, there may be some comfort zone issues at first with all that. Yeah, well, and I realize exactly what you're saying, that it's going to take a period to kind of reacclimate myself to academia. And mm-hmm. doing one or two courses a semester, uh, just, yes, it's going to extend how long it's going to take for me to to hopefully get my master's but yeah hopefully I can wow do it. I don't know good for you it's so scary yeah. <laughs> I almost don't want this part of the episode to go online <laughs> go up oh our our fans are going to be so happy that they're hearing it here first well I I think it's it's good to uh talk about the things that make you scared and a lot of the reason yeah. we're scared is because we might fail whatever that means um but yeah just for me taking the leap of faith knowing that if I do not maintain a certain GPA and I can't get into this program uh Mm -hmm. the learning process alone is worthwhile right you know but you're not going to fail and it's going to be fine it is it's going to be what it is you know but it will be a challenge right it yeah 
we'll 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 compare notes. You're like, I really just can't pop and lock the way I want, and I'm like, yeah, I really don't <laughs> know how to retain this information. <laughs> I love how you're taking on this massive thing that will help tons and tons of people, and I'm like, yeah, I'm doing hip hop, and it's really hard. So. <laughs> each their own (laughs) (laughs) i mean let's be honest yours sounds way more fun (laughs) oh geez good times good times Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so i did have did you see on my social media that i had my first tiktok troll i did and i was really unimpressed by your troll I know your comment was great about um, him being him ha- having no imagination or something like this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I my first troll on TikTok decided to play strangely because there's nothing in the video itself that would indicate like I didn't have like feminist written across my chest or anything like that, right? And he decided to play like the anti woman card. So he came in with like when women try to be funny in quotes so the implication being like okay he didn't find my video funny which i understand that not everyone's going to share the same humor like that part i'm fine like you don't have to find me funny dude like that's cool but like don't make it because like all women can't be funny (laughs) like like imagine living in a world where you can't imagine that women are funny it's well it just i don't even know how that whole trope began like Mm -hmm. at what point in history where men like, yeah, let's let's just pretend women aren't funny. That there's no sense of humor there. It's fifty one percent of the planet. Surely a few of us are funny. Are funny. Yeah. <laughs> I think you know, it goes back to like if you I suspect and I don't know for sure, but if you studied like the history of entertainment, you would mm. probably get to like, okay, who like because whoever controls the power and the money and the influence gets to decide like who gets to go on stage and so then we start to like it's it's systemic you create a system where men are seen as the people on stage who are doing the entertaining right and 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 women obviously are not and then um and then of course that reproduces itself to a culture that thinks that uh that women aren't funny um and that men are the only ones that can be funny, which which is funny to me because, like, I feel like since, like, obviously, like, television, like, media has exploded. There's all kinds of, like, there's all kinds of funny women everywhere now. And then and the Internet comes along and, like, women being funny can be everywhere all the time. So I feel like that has kind of been, um, what do you call it, proven untrue where, like, most people now don't see that in the same way so it was funny to me that he went with that or maybe he was just trying to like maybe he was just like poking the bear but again mm. I'm like I'm kind of like I would think he would be poking the bear if I was like creating feminist content or something that would but it wasn't like that it was like a, just a random TikTok joke so that's, that's so weird I mean I yeah I'm I am always disappointed when I hear that. Not because I necessarily consider myself to be funny, but, you know, sample size of two of us in this house, I am definitely the funnier person than my spouse. Mm, It has nothing to do with gender. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, of course, this is all through my filter. So (laughs) I may be biased. (laughs) Who's funnier between you and Richard? Um, I think 
Well, I don't know. I always make I always make the same joke that you just made, actually, where I'm like, at least I think I'm funny, where I'm like by myself laughing at my own jokes. But I think I'm funnier. He may disagree with that. Mm. But mm. I I certainly try harder to make him laugh, you know. And I think I think sometimes effort needs to be rewarded. <laughs> so Definitely. yeah, it's a little disappointing. Now let's talk humor in triathlon. Since this mm. is a triathlon podcast, and we keep on forgetting about that. <laughs> now, last year something happens that kind of t- took me aback a little bit. So, uh, there was a female athlete who was engaging in a bit of banter with um, a, a pro male, and she comes out with a statement that, well. I have to engage with you in this way because none of the pro women are funny. They don't have a sense of humor. Something along those lines. They do, That was it. They don't have a sense of humor. And I'm like, okay, listen, I totally get it. Like, you might not find me funny, but there are very humorous women in the pro field. Mm-hmm. So I was a little, I was a little sad. I was super sad to hear, you know, one of my peers call out all of us in the women's fields um, mm-hmm. Some of us aren't funny. I I totally recognize that. I could name a few names, um, <laughs> but I also could ma- name some men who don't have a sense of humor. So yeah. absolutely. The other one I've heard, and I think like just to broaden a little bit, like is um, p- one of the pros years back saying that none of the other women could descend on a bike. Mm. Right. Um. And and I also like for the same reason. I kind of reacted to that because I was like, well, that's not like, it's not necessarily about, it's not necessarily about gender. Like if we want to, if we want to unpack this, right? Like that's, and that's what I would react to with the humor thing or the trash talk. Like women can't do trash talk, right? So like there's totally layers and layers of things going on there. So like in the trash talk situation, the first thing I think of is that like, if women start trash talking each other, they're perceived differently and, and different things are said about them yeah. and may, are, may have less um, concrete sponsorship deals to begin with and be concerned about that more than their male counterparts. Like I think we could name probably a ton of factors that would go into that. Um, I also like sometimes I, – I, fi- like, I actually find trash talk funny and enjoy it, um, but I would never trash talk someone unless I knew they were going to receive it properly and I think that's kind of hard to read sometimes on the internet um if you're like trash talking someone on Twitter and you don't actually know them in real life like I would only trash talk someone who I had like rapport with that I knew they were gonna like that was gonna land and they were gonna be laughing at the other end of receiving it yeah you you definitely Um, have to know the other person but I think I think you're right there's it's I would say it's cheap humor for for male athletes um Mm. you know it's really it's really easy humor I I don't think it's you know, it's basically like the slapstick of, of Twitter or whatever. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's easy to make that sort of joke. Um, I'm not saying it's not funny. Like, you know, right now there's this young guy, Sam Long, who is very feisty and calling calling out all these, you know, more established pros. And it's there's a little bit of that that's entertaining. There's a little bit that's also a little, you know, I would say it's a bit obnoxious at times. Um, mm-hmm. but I see humor in it. I don't think 
if it was a female pro, you know, similar level, uh, I, it would not be well received. And mm. <clears throat> because you are the gender studies expert between the two of us, I have a hypothesis about this. Ah, so okay. I feel like it, um, we do, women don't have an equivalent stereotype to the, uh, the kind of the meathead jock. So when, when men are, are establishing some sort of like, you know, dominance with these, with these comments, they're like, well, I'm, you know, the trash talking is essentially that they're playing into this, uh, this image that like, it's a pre-existing trope of like, whether it's in football or whatever sport, like we, we already have that cultural framework of, mm-hmm. you know, that guy, but we don't have mm-hmm. the same one for women, you know, where it's it, because you can kind of tie into that historical image like it is funny mm-hmm. but for women we don't have that i don't know that's my yeah hypothesis. that's interesting yeah or like that is a good hypothesis i think like it's an interesting question about how we create our public personas especially especially well-known athletes right um and what that means like how like people like create their brands and and act almost into those stereotypes Right? And so that stereotype doesn't really exist for women. Um, and so you either have to like create a whole new space for yourself, um, which is totally feisty thing to do. Um, or, you know, or and you're also like when you're the first person in any space, right? Like I think um, the same woman who was calling out other women for not trash talking in triathlon also took a lot of heat um, for trash talking in triathlon. So it's that like double edged thing. Right. Um, and I don't have a lot of like, I don't have a lot of like academic insight here. Um, but I'm just, yeah, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about a few things. I, 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 personal story. I was on a date or maybe a second or third date, like, I don't know, maybe a year and a half ago or so. And um, he said to me, he was like trying to figure me out. I could tell and he couldn't figure, he's like, he couldn't figure me out. Like he's almost like openly saying like, I can't figure you out. Like he can't fit me into a box, right? And at one point we're having dinner and he just says, you're just a bro, aren't you? <laughs> like, I didn't know if this was like good or bad. Like I had no idea where that, like and that's a, a similar stereotype like to the the jock, right? Is right? I'm just like, I'm a bro like that was the box like he couldn't find a box for me so that was the box that and I I wasn't sure if it was an insult or not and I think the same way like if if I was called a jock like I'm not sure it it depends on the speaker right like are is that an insult or not like what are you expecting women to be um I think okay now we'll get okay now we can go (laughs) now I can go down the academic train like gender gender in the way we construct it in society like a lot of people can fit into it and can live like happy and healthy lives like in the on the spectrum of what we consider like normative gender that's entirely constructed by it's it's socially constructed right um but the folks that don't quite fit right are the ones that end up like hurt and lost and don't have a place right and that's why it's better to see gender on a spectrum but also to accept that like some like some men are going to have more feminine traits um 
that or they and and some women are going to have more masculine traits and that that's going to be like it's all just like a big mixing pot maybe it's not even a freaking spectrum maybe it's just a great big mixing pot and the more we can accept that the more happy people we're going to have right and less people excluded from the normative spectrum so and also not attributing certain characteristics to entire gender you know or lack thereof like that's that's the part that's so weird to me Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) i think everything exists in like you said as a spectrum and you really have to think of the individual and when we start coming out with blanket statements about entire groups of people nobody nobody benefits from that but it's it's cultural shorthand right like this mm-hmm. guy you were on a date with, it's easier for him to try to find a box to put you in than just accept you in your very complicated, you know, complex state. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I think even as like, I, I, as women, when I find myself saying, a, starting a phrase with as women, I'm always get, second guessing myself, like, do I actually want to finish this sentence? Hmm. Right? Like, it's like, as women, what? As women, anything that we are is fine. <laughs> right? And end of story although there are there are some benefits to kind of like naming what is culturally normative as feminine Mm. and the ways that folks might identify with those things to help um understand how our personality is constructed right so but if we if we recognize it always as a social construct then we'll um we're more likely to stay open-minded i guess did that make sense man this got deep yeah (laughs) How does that happen? Hey, listen, we like transit. We're taking people for a ride. Sometimes there are hills. Sometimes there's a little coasting. Who knows where we're going to go? You might yeah. have a creepy guy in a truck following you. That's right. And I love how we transitioned from TikTok to this. Just like, boom. <laughs> Um, okay, so after the break, which we will now take, um, we're going to do a little... <laughs> we're going to go back to I Rock Because after this hey sarah i have a riddle for you what's refreshing great any time of day and super awesome oh my gosh is it the if you're riding podcast oh no wait by the look on your face it's not it's (laughs) it's noon it's noon isn't it ding 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 you got the answer Woo! Okay, friends, seriously, Noon Hydration has been a sponsor of Live Feisty and this very podcast for a couple of years. They are amazing. They are supportive. And we all get 30% off with the new code, note the new code, Live Feisty um, at NoonLife.com. So use the code Live Feisty, E before I, at NoonLife.com. We grossly, as in, in a big way, and truly want to thank our sponsor, Noon Hydration, for supporting If We Were Riding. If you love us, or even kind of like us, or maybe just like our content, you can make sure we grow through our Patreon campaign at patreon.com forward slash live feisty. And also make sure you talk to us on Instagram at If We Were Riding. We love talking to people on Instagram, especially on the stories. If you want to send us a voicemail, record a voice memo on your phone send it to sarah at livefeisty.com that's sarah with no h me at livefeisty.com and remember the i comes after the e if you're feisty 
We also love reviews on iTunes and written messages from you joining the conversation. If We Were Riding is a live feisty media production hosted by Sarah True and me, Sarah Gross. Our editor and producer is Taylor Mahan. My time, my time. None of you people can tell me to stop this time like the last time. You better get ready to race in the top. I'm ready to do this, show you what the truth is. I step on the field, it's time to get real. I'm feeling so ruthless. So it's been a couple weeks since we've done I Rock Because, and we don't have any voicemails. So anyone who wants to send us a voicemail about why they rock, please send it to my inbox, sarah at livefeisty.com. Um, but Sarah, do you, do you want to go first? Why do you? I rock because I told all of our listeners about something that felt very private and it was really scary, but it's now done. Yay, you do rock. It's like your rock came right out of the episode. I love it. It's perfect. <laughs> How about you? Why do you rock? Um, okay, I rock because um, I wrote down, like, the, I feel like the last couple of weeks I've become a boss, which is, like, boss. weird. Or maybe boss. Yeah. I'm a boss now. But I, it's, it's, like, my job changed, right? Like, mm-hmm. so we scaled up a bunch of stuff at Live Feisty. Um, and I'm, oh, and I'm hiring, which, folks, if you are if you listen to this podcast and you're looking for a job in media, social media, I'm actually hiring three three contracts, um, so not full-time positions. And I'm going to post them on the website. Um, so look, wait for that. That'll probably happen this week. Um, but yeah, I, you know, my job got redefined and I had a little trouble figuring out like what the new job was, um, how to manage the job, how to do the job well. Um, and I sort of have started to kind of like, I got some really good advice from some really good people and I sort of started to slide into the new position and I'm, I'm feeling good about it. So nice. That's that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you seem a little bit more boss-like today. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's like I'm exuding bossness. Yeah. <laughs> in your tank top and ponytail. A boss comes in all forms. That's right. Exactly. I'm not going to put you in some boss box. But there's no, Exactly. <laughs> there's no gender stereotypes with boss either. <laughs> yeah. That's another episode. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, I definitely would love to hear why other people are feeling like they rock right now. We like celebrating with all of you. The highs, the lows, you know, share them with us. We have a a little community, a little feisty community here. All right. Well, thanks for listening to another episode, which was longer than we expected. But that's the way things roll sometimes. And uh, stay funny, friends, no matter who you are. Tell me to stop my town, my crown. We know what it takes to be reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We know what it takes to be reaching the top. <laughs>